1: I think today's podcast was riveting from start to finish. not a
2: second was wasted well the uh, I would disagree the four thousand two hundred and eighteenth second I thought was trash, but other than that it was <laughs> oh, good' that was great it was yeah. really it was really good.
1: great program today gets a little deep into the covid philosophy uh, of where we are, what's really coming with omicron uh, also, we talk about the upcoming year and compare this to the the red wave that we saw with the tea party are they the same or is this one different today's podcast you're
0: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program
1: pat gray is joining us now from the pat gray show um you just finished up the uh Mm -hmm. Uh, your broadcast on blaze tv and uh, you can hear the podcast uh, impact gray unleashed wherever you get your podcast big story of the day to you uh i love the fact that it's finally happening
3: uh there's a law professor at the university of miami who is proposing some much needed changes to the u.s constitution
1: (laughs) okay good which which as you know is oh, so
3: outdated. Old and Dusty. outdated and, mm-hmm. and just irrelevant. Irreleted. Irrelevant. Yes. Uh, Rights have changed. So much. Yeah. And so have people. Right. And the founders couldn't have foreseen any of that. No. Uh-uh. So um, I, I think this is great. Uh, you know, it's like. What is he proposing? She. 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 Uh, she is proposing. Marianne Franks, mm-hmm. law professor at uh University of Miami huh uh-huh. proposing proposing a couple of changes to the First Amendment mm-hmm. which should read every person has the right to freedom of expression association peaceful assembly and petition of the government for redress of griev- grievances consistent with the rights of others to do the same and subject subject to responsibility for abuses all conflicts of such rights shall be resolved in accordance with with the principle of equality and dignity of all persons.
1: Amen. Finally, somebody said. <laughs> Finally. 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 Under this oppressive constitution as currently written, you couldn't yes, say that. You couldn't. You no, couldn't. you could
3: not. Right. Uh, then in the Second Amendment. What a surprise.
1: The Second Amendment.
3: Yeah. First it, The and Second Amendment, uh-huh. it, the uh, gun... Uh, situation has been eliminated Wait. and instead we're going to talk about uh, produc- p- protecting reproductive health
1: oh yeah Wait, well is- that's what the founders intended
2: yes if they would have seen this society exactly so the um, way it's changed amending the second amendment to, to be, be about not abortion? the second amendment yes <laughs> it's
3: going to be about abortion now <laughs> okay all people have the right to bodily autonomy consistent with the right of other people to do the same including the right to defend themselves against unlawful force and the right of self-determination in reproductive matters.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good. Good. I'm so so glad. we can kill our babies, mm-hmm. but we can't stop somebody from killing us. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I got mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That is really mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's really good. It's important and you know, it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, uh-huh. you shouldn't look to the US Constitution Uh, If you're writing a new one, and that's what kind of this is all about. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) She suggested that we go with much more recent uh, documents like Canada's. Mm. which Canada
1: is not having a problem at all not a problem no no, no. no. no.
3: Iceland just I, redid theirs mm-hmm. by Twitter on Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. that's why there's all kinds yeah. of loLs in yeah. their Constitution <laughs> now
2: it is an emoji based constitution right I like that I like that I like that I like that
3: and with the emojis you kind of understand better what the original intent was mm-hmm. right because if you see a
2: smiley face you know they're happy about correct. it correct right or the crying like they're crying laughing that means they don't want that thing in there that's this is right. a, this is a joke clause (laughs)
1: May I change may I change the
2: subject to uh,
1: to Betty White Betty White that is a change that is is a change that's pretty drastic well she was (laughs) old dusty and irrelevant Uh, you know what I mean Uh, change was about to come Mm. and it was way Mm. overdue way Mm -hmm. overdue Um, Betty White I don't know about anybody else but when she died we started watching the Golden Girls and I haven't seen the Golden Girls since they were on originally Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I once in a while, I'd catch a rerun, but not really. Sure. Just turning just turning it on and hearing this brought afraid. back so many. It was weird. It, it, I said to Tanya, are you like, does this affect you, this theme? And she's like, yeah, I can't exactly describe it, but it feels like home. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's it is so amazing. And I, I watched it and that, te- that was funny television. It was, it holds up. Funny it uh, does. Hmm. It does. It holds up. Funny really? television. Yeah. I was never a fan
3: of it uh really back in the day, but uh oh, were it was you funny. Did yeah, you? I
2: was. Yeah, I was. I used to like I it too. I watched watched the reruns. Yeah. I remember, and it you know, I mean, it was just to scream. Yeah, she was her her role was she, just, was, she was dumb, right? She was she dumb. The, she was the dits, yeah, essentially, right. of the group. Right. Um, and then you her
1: B. Arthur and Estelle Getty. I I wasn't a fan of uh, uh, what's her name the other Rue one. Rue
3: McClanahan. Yeah,
1: Rue McClanahan. I wasn't a fan of that character. But I she was the one that was always having sex with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I saw a quote <laughs> from. Oh, uh, right. I quote. I saw a quote from Betty uh, White. She said, "My answer to anything under the sun, like what would you have not done in the business that you've always wanted to do?" And she said, "Robert Redford." <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: she was really funny. She was a yeah. she was a delight. I mean, you can't not like Betty White.
2: Yeah, that's the, the one of those rare things that I think unites everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. And she was she was one of those celebrities. I have no idea what her political background was. Yeah, no, I don't no either. Idea. I don't care. Yeah. No okay. idea. That went away. They they
2: stopped caring about appealing to all of the country. There's this thing too that happened with her where you just you just can't pre-plan a 100th birthday party you just oh, you shouldn't do it sad. it's not a good idea sad uh, you certainly shouldn't announce it months in advance and and in the article they said she was in good health yeah i mean you know, and then like two <laughs> days later she's gone at <laughs> 99 years old and yeah, i mean it looked, you can go fast it can happen um i went i went to a movie this weekend this is like three or four days seemingly i got eh, a couple days it seemed after you know she wound up dying and they were still running the commercial for her. Join Betty White for her 100th birthday party. Oh, it's like, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. No. Oh, that's no. not good. That's no. not good. I guess they were doing a Fathom event, uh, which is one of these in-theater events. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I assume it. It's off, it maybe adjusted. You, you, at you, this yeah. time, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be kind of sad. Yeah, you I mean, be maybe use it as a memorial or something. Yeah, but right. I, mm. I, I don't, I don't think she, we're going to be joining her, unfortunately, on that. No, if you bought adventure. tickets for that, it uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: it might turn out to be kind of a different uh, kind of mood. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, a little different
1: maybe. vibe there. Maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, she said that she said exactly the same thing my father said. I'm still a teenager in my mind. That's what I say all the time. Me too. Seriously. I'm, I'm 18, 18 in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not until you see yourself in the mirror that you're like, holy, holy crap. crap, I'm not 18 on the outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And you... you It is weird. It's It uh, plays such a game with you because, especially as you start to get to the top of the food chain, you know, as as the people who always were at the, the big person's table and you were at the little kiddie's table, and now you find yourself... You know closer and closer to the end of the table as the patriarch you're like oh my god i'm next mm-hmm.
2: i mean it's weird it is very weird i mean you notice it from everything from you know the table for sure but also bending down to pick something up i know mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was on instagram i don't know a while ago and, and i i was going through and you know they, they start serving you ads for i guess things that they think you want and they were serving me ads for shoes you don't have to bend down to tie and I was like, "This is insulting." <laughs> click, click, click. I bought two pairs. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> I don't have to bend ever they slip right on, and they just hug the back of your ankles. They're awesome. What really? are they?
1: Are uh, you wearing one now?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, actually, I think I am.
1: It reminds that me of one of the first so episodes good. that we watched of Golden Girls. Uh, she meets a uh, uh foot doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, she and Betty White says. Have you ever met Dr. (laughs) Scholz?
2: Uh is that shoes like
1: uh, oh yeah, that's don't pretty good. It doesn't look like an old person shoe. No, it doesn't look but like But this is an old, is person, an old person telling you that. So
2: that's a good point. Um, yeah. But they're fantastic. Uh, Kizik, I think they're called. Yeah. And I love them. I am looking for shoes like that. And they're on it. Me I too. Saw, and you put them on, and they just mm-hmm. slip right on. They slip right off. They're perfect have for airports. You, like
1: have you had the? Have you tried the new sneakers <laughs> that have the little thing on the back, the tab on the back that you just hold on? the 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 shoe strings don't do anything. No. Oh yeah Uh -uh. yeah I, i usually wear them every day and today i'm not wearing them it they're fantastic they're fantastic. You just hold on to the back of them. You put them in and they slip right on. And you don't have to tie your shoes. We are the laziest yeah. people in the history of oh, the planet. Oh yeah. Oh god. My yeah, cuz those aren't made for old people. people. That that's a that's a new fashion
2: <laughs> thing, I think. Right. That's how I think of it too. <laughs> that's how I convince <laughs> right. myself of of getting right. old as well. Sure. Because you know, like it just comes to a point of what year is this? Do I really need to bend down to pick things up? They should rise to me. <laughs> Everything should just Come up to the level that makes me comfortable. Right. This is America. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have flying cars. You know I even can't remember, get shoes. I, have to, I, I shouldn't be tying shoes. When we shoes. hit 2020, or no, sorry, 20, uh,
1: 2000, the year 2000, okay. I remember thinking, the year 2000 was a joke. Growing up, it was like, oh, will mm. happened in the year 2000? It was an absolute joke. Then I remember uh, 2001, uh, and thinking how much change will come by 2020, and me going, "Will I still be alive in 2020?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now it we're we're You're on here. our way to 2030. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, I remember all you have all these like things you've been talking about for as long as I've known you. By 2030, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. It's like right around the corner. It is like all those changes, and you see a lot of them happening. I mean the the automatic driving car is was a big one. I remember, yeah. and you know. And the job
1: losses. Have uh, you seen the job losses of what's what's coming now? People re- now, you know, regular reporters are starting to talk about job losses, and because of robots, yeah, or AI just yeah. being mm-hmm. so good that it will take. And and I'm, I want to talk about this uh, later this week, but it's really important that you understand what is coming, and you understand for your children because. Going to college right now for some of these degrees is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. By the time they get out of college, for instance, accounting, by the time they go through college, if they're going for four years, it's 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 we're in the last few years of that. I mean, somebody's going to have to oversee it, but you're not going to have accounting accountants like we have that. That is a that's a dead end job. An accountant? Yes. Why? AI will be able to do all of it. AI will be able to to mm. balance all the books, make sure everything's AI
2: is going to be taking hmm. any of those little menial. You're saying more like on the uh, not an accountant that makes all sorts of important decisions, though, and that are that have the nuance of human life. Right. Right. And so there will be somebody, so you there's, know, there's still
1: jobs. Uh, There'll still be jobs, yeah. but they are different and, and they, less and fewer. <laughs> much, 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 much less. Mm. The thing that you have to focus on is your emotional uh, quotient. The, The thing that AI won't be able to reproduce is connecting with the individual. For instance, doctors. Doctors are not going to be the source of information. They're not going to be the ones that say, you've got cancer. Actually, they will be the ones saying to you, you've got cancer, but they will not be the ones diagnosing. They'll just take... You'll go in, they'll take all of it, they'll feed it into the machine. The The AI will diagnose, tell you exactly what to do, give you all the information, mm. but you don't want a machine doing it because it won't have any personal skills. So the doctor is just a go-between between the AI
2: and the patient saying, mm. listen, I want to break this to you. Wow. that's Instead of doing that, you need like adorable little children. Like they'll be like, You have cancer, daddy. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds better coming from a cute kid. You don't want some weird doctor telling no, you
3: crazy and it's like a horror movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. that sound creepy. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. creepy.
2: <laughs> well when
1: you do it,
2: you're not a kid.
1: <laughs> wow, that sounds like something from a horror film. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. All right, we have uh, Bethany Mandel on, um, and I want her to tell the story. Hi, Bethany, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good, Glenn. How are you?
1: I'm great. It's good to have you on. I saw your text uh, or your uh, Facebook post last night. I don't remember what it was, about 9 o'clock at night. And you have done The Heroes of Liberty, it's a book series and you've published them. Yeah. You're an independent publisher. And apparently you were labeled disruptive content by Facebook and you were permanently suspended as of yesterday uh, by Facebook.
0: Yeah. So leading up to the, to the sort of mad dash of Christmas shopping, we had, uh, we had received a message from Facebook saying, um, you have to clean up your act. You have to post better ads, or we're going to suspend your account. And we replied and said, w- "What exactly are we in violation of? We don't, we don't understand." And then they replied and said. Uh, this is your final notice, you're in violation and your account has been permanently suspended. And so that meant a few things. We couldn't post ads anymore, which was a massive source of revenue. And we put a lot of our marketing budget, I would say the vast majority of our budget, into those ads. But also we had spent a lot of money and time cultivating a community on Facebook and Instagram so that we could tell people about our books and they wouldn't let us access to those accounts. And so they appeared like they were still active but we weren't able to access them so uh, there was just no there was no recourse there was no human being that we could talk to we know that a human actually shut us down but there was no there's no way for us to talk to them to sort of appeal in any way and like it it felt like we were hostages you know we're paying them thousands of dollars and there's nothing you can do and so we made us think about it and it became a story on fox news on fox business And then at that point was when they contacted not us, but several uh, members of Congress and told them that we were reinstated. Um, They've never actually contacted us or told us. And I mean, it really does feel like we're hostages because we got a call from, you know, government representatives saying we can go free. The jail cell is open.
1: That's crazy.
0: We were never told that.
1: So the disruptive content. Tell me about your content.
0: So it's super wholesome and really, like, we're not even political. We're, we're very uh, patriotic and packed with American values. The, the pictures in our books are stunning, and we have a lot of those pictures in our ads. And, you know, all we're doing is trying to sort of teach children about heroes that we, we consider heroes. Ronald Reagan, Thomas Sowell, and Amy Coney Barrett are the three first books. And we had a lot of comments on those on those ads saying heroes of fascism and, and I want to burn these books, especially Jared <laughs> and, and Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. And we think that those people reported our content and that report got to a woke Facebook employee who agreed with them. They agreed that Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. And so they shut us down.
1: You know, this is what I told, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He said, maybe, uh, well, others said, maybe we should have, uh, uh, you should have quotas where you hire a certain number of uh, conservatives. Um, I I don't think that's a, a good idea. I hate quotas. Um, however, the solution has been you just have to get out of a bubble. You do have to hire people that don't all think in lockstep because that would never happen in a company where you had that debate, a healthy debate going on inside where people would say Ronald, Ronald Reagan was a fascist, and we're going to listen to the person who just said we should burn these books? Come on. Yep.
0: It, it's extremely authoritarian, and, and this is this is the left now it's it's authoritarian and they're book burners they're against the first amendment it's everything against what we built our country on and this is so much of why we wanted to do these books for kids because we don't want our kids to turn out like these people um and you know it's happening in our schools and and this is sort of our way of changing the narrative that kids are hearing about our country and about morals and values at home you know the 15 minutes before bedtime
1: so um, these books are aimed at what age?
0: It's it's around six to twelve. I I have five children who span those ages, and my my four year old definitely gets something out of it. My eight year old loves them, and I've heard from folks that their young teenagers like them too. But I think the the sweet spot is between ages six to twelve.
1: Okay. Um. And how do you get
0: them? Liberty dot com. And if people want to use a promo code, we uh, we activated blaze for your
1: listeners oh wow okay um heroes of liberty.com use the promo code blaze um uh, well i can't i can't wish you enough luck uh what are your next uh, titles that are coming out
0: yeah, so we're doing uh, John Wayne coming out in February, and mm. we're going to have a subscription sort of service so that people can um, people can use that, and um, and also Alexander Hamilton and uh, and Margaret Thatcher, and and we're sort of trying to do the subscription so that we're not indebted to big tech and sort of yeah. on the, on the hook yeah. to to be at their mercy, so we can just send books directly to people without having to um, to market every single month and and pray that. Uh, that they don't cut us off again because we don't know they've never told us if we are on thin ice or not
1: i i i have to just tell you from experience um you really cannot build your business around facebook you cannot do it I, i mean they they built an app for people like like me uh and i think i was one of the first people to have it the creator app do you remember this Stu? And it it would it would the algorithm would change. So my content would be uh, pushed out faster. Um, And we built a large audience on Facebook. And I really have very little connection to my Facebook audience. Now, people that signed up and want to follow me, they're they're not getting my uh, my posts So you cannot build your your business on on Facebook because they will come and shut you down and they don't really mind if this wouldn't have gotten to Congress, they wouldn't have cared.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. And, you know, we, we know that because when we were told, well, first of all, we were never told. But when it became known that we were released from Facebook jail, they didn't tell us. They told several members of Congress, and they told Britt Hume at Fox News and Mary Catherine Hamm at CNN. They replied to their tweets, and then they contacted members of Congress. And they, they have our contact information. We've paid them tens of thousands of dollars. They could reach out to us, uh, but they didn't. And it's because they cared more about the, the narrative and about the optics than they cared about actually doing right by their customers. Yeah,
1: they didn't change their belief that you were, uh, well, what do they call you, a disruptor? Is
0: disruptive a, content but yeah. i like disruptor better
1: yeah uh you are a disruptor and uh a disruptor of of the the left and what they're doing and more power to you bethany thank you so much i appreciate it
0: thank you so much ben i really appreciate it you bet. this is the best of the glenn beck program
1: all right we have jason whitlock on with us hi jason how are you Glenn, how are you? Happy Tuesday. Hey, thank you very much. I don't remember what episode it was that I watched, but I was on vacation and I was staying away from the news. But I thought, I'll watch Jason Whitlock because it's kind of news, but, you know, it's uh, more spiritual and everything else. You've got a great show, Jason. Really great show.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed uh, the opportunity to fill in for you a couple weeks ago.
1: Wait a minute. They let you fill in for me?
4: Yeah, they did. Holy cow. (laughs) We'll
1: just let anybody (laughs) off the street now uh jason i wanted to talk to you about uh aaron rogers uh there's a couple of things he was if i'm not mistaken a hero of the left for a while because didn't he leave christianity
4: i think so and you know i think he went to school at cal berkeley you know and so they they loved him on the left he was you know he, he fit part of the left narrative but now i think he's starting to go the other way. I don't know if you saw this last night, Glenn, but uh, he was on the ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast and the book Atlas Shrugged was behind him. I think <sighs> he pointed to it and made reference to it. Oh
1: my gosh, not Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. such a controversial book. Yeah. I mean, hasn't everyone read Atlas Shrugged?
4: Well, uh, Aaron Rodgers has, and I think it may explain what's what's going on with him.
1: So what is going on with him?
4: Oh, I think the same thing that's going on with everybody. You know, the Great Reset is actually a great awakening and uh-huh. for smart people. And people are just starting to wake up, and the, the vaccine mandates and just all the other lies that are being forced down our throat are making people start to question themselves and question the beliefs they had just adopted because that's what everybody thought and and but but the vaccine deal and i didn't understand this initially a year ago but it's so personal and it affects everybody and so it's it's similar to the military draft and because anybody any man could could be drafted at, at some point and if you remember muhammad ali mm-hmm. because he got drafted uh... And it affected him personally he then was forced to take a bold stand And people that agreed with Ali jumped behind him and blah, blah, blah. That's what I think is happening with Aaron Rodgers. He's been forced, because of these vaccine mandates, he's been forced to take a bold stance and people who have had nobody speak for them with a large platform in the mainstream popular culture. He's kind of been forced to be that guy and he's starting to, I think, enjoy being in that position Mm. and embrace that position. And that's, he's turned into my favorite NFL player uh, because of it.
1: I will tell you that, that I think we're seeing um, heroes and I want to be careful on this. We're seeing people of real courage, stand up, you know, Colin Kaepernick acts, you know, and, and the press makes it seem like he's so courageous. It's not courageous to stand up and say the things that everybody in power believes, You know, and you're questioning the little guy, not the big guys that that's not courage. Um, It might be what you believe, but it's not courageous. Courage comes from saying the things that could very possibly destroy you or your career. And that's that's the position some of these guys are taking. And we're seeing more and more of them, which is and, and they're not necessarily the people I would agree with. I don't have to agree with you. Uh, to say that's a courageous move?
4: Well, Colin Kaepernick really didn't risk any wealth or real scorn because, uh, just like you said, he's taking on the police. The police are actually working class people doing what they're told by politicians, lawmakers, the government. And so, he's not taking a stand against the real power, lawmakers and the government. He's taking on the middleman who's just doing what they're told to do. And and there's just no real risk all, all the, what cuz the thing that athletes and popular figures are most concerned about How are they perceived in social media? And this Colin Kaepernick stance has enhanced his brand in social media, which seems to be the most important currency public figures have, whereas Aaron Rodgers is receiving a lot of scorn over social media. He's certainly defined what the globalist and what the government and everybody else wants. Everybody else wants you to take the jab, but don't question it. Everybody else did it, so you need to do it. There's real risk in what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And and I, I even though he was forced, and there have been other athletes, the NBA player Kyrie Irving, who wasn't forced. I mean, he just took the stance, I'm not taking a vaccine. They basically have booted him out of the NBA. He, he's now coming back in because of this Omicron thing. But, and then there was Cole Beasley, a wide receiver for the Bills, who's been kind of outspoken. But to see someone of Aaron Rodgers' success level, importance to the NFL, he, he's basically defined his league and popular groupthink opinion by taking a stance that he did. And, and I think it is pretty courageous.
1: When he says, if science can't be questioned, it's not science. I think we are finally getting to a point to where the principles are so clear. We're not arguing about policies, really. We're arguing about principles. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You make as a government, you make us run ads, pharmaceutical companies run ads where at least 20 percent of the 60 seconds is disclaimers on all of the things that are not going to happen to you, but could. And on this, we can't even talk about the things that might happen to you? That doesn't make sense.
4: It's illogical, and that's where I think this journey that Aaron Rodgers is on is going to return him to his faith. Uh, because any time you start seeking truth, of what you're really seeking is God. And he may not know that <laughs> right now, mm. but if it, he's going to get there. And and so I am proud and just want to be supportive of him. And, and uh, you know, look, he won't be perfect. None of us are. He may, uh, you know, say some things I disagree with. But as long as he keeps seeking truth and then ke- responds to that truth by stating truth, I'm going to support the guy.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, how is your attitude? I know right before we spoke, um, uh, I think on your show, uh, before the holidays, and you were a little depressed.
4: I, My attitude is better because I, I'm starting to think the Great Reset is actually causing a great awakening. and And I do think it's because of this vaccine and just how illogical our approach has been, how... It's just shaking and waking people up, and it has me a tiny bit optimistic that the actual right side is going to win. And right. I don't even mean that in a political sense. No, I know. I'm just saying people that love freedom yeah. are actually going to win. Yeah,
1: I agree with you, uh, Jason. Thank you so much. God bless.
4: Thank you. God bless. Glenn.
1: You bet. Bye bye.